Two young fish are swimming through the great wide ocean and come across a larger fish who says, morning, boys, how's the water? Two little fish continue on for a while. One fish turns to the other, says, what the hell is water? <laughs> this is not the beginning to my finding Dory message. That's three weeks from today. <laughs> this is the beginning the beginning words of David Foster Wallace's famous, well-known, beautiful, soul-charging 2005 address to the graduates of Kenyon College, the commencement address. It is popular here. We use it, I think, more than any other video in about 50 percent, maybe 75 percent of our small groups. It is popular everywhere. And so for today's Spirit Flicks series, we're using this edited down version of the larger This Is Water talk as our focus. This, this is water, is all about our capacity as human beings. I'm not sure we should call it a capacity. It's more like a defect. To check out. To go numb. To not notice. To be somewhere else in the midst of here. And so to miss, like those two young fish... What is here? The water, the air, the lives that are all around us. We don't pay attention. We miss the essential realities. We miss our lives. Now, David Foster Wallace, in the larger talk and especially what's edited down into the This Is Water video, he sets it in a supermarket. He sets it for, uh, he says, these uh, young folks just about to head out into the rest of their lives that haven't experienced anything yet like the consumer hell of a supermarket at the end of a day when you've been working and you just want to get home and have some supper and watch a little TV and go to bed so you can get up and do it all again the next day. And you're on the line at the supermarket and everyone in front of you looks stupid and dead eyed and they're just in your way. And please, would they get out of the way so you can go and do what you need to do? He says in that setting, many of us, I know this, you know this, I think we all know this, can move into the default setting of unconsciousness. No longer paying attention and wondering why life is so freaking crummy all the time. You know, one of the most popular things alongside this is water the last half decade, decade or so has been a little thing called, you know, the power of now. Most of us have heard of that. Well, there's there's something that makes the power of now in which I believe uh, very deeply. There's something that makes the power of now possible. I mean, now can be totally unremarkable or unremarked upon if we don't pay attention. And so prior to the power of now is the power of noticing. That's what David Foster Wallace is talking about. And this is water. When we notice, when we make it a practice, when we can turn that consumer hell of the hot, crowded supermarket into, he says, and I believe him. That it is manifested with the same source, energy, the fire that lit the stars. When we can do that, it all comes from really cluing in. From truly engaging the practice of paying attention and not being elsewhere in the midst of the here, which is really all that we have. Now, I know when I've watched This is Water and it has been 
10, 20, 30, 40, maybe approaching 50 times now. I know what I'm left with, which is a profound experience of gratitude. It is a pointer that says, pay attention. And if you pay attention, I will find and I hope that many of us will find there is an awful lot to be grateful for in this life. And so today, rather than I mean, I'll talk a little bit later on, but you know, rather than talking about gratitude right now, I'd like to actually practice some gratitude with you. Would that be all right? Do like a gratitude practice. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't want to do this, you are free to uh, move to the back of the room, get a cup of coffee, do whatever else you want to. But I'm going to ask us right now to engage in our second meditation of the morning and do a little gratitude practice together. All right. All right. So I would invite you to close your eyes. If that's comfortable for you, take this one seat with a sense of wakefulness and presence. Allow yourself to sit with a sense that expresses desire to be here right now, to contact the water that is your life this moment, to be in touch with your life. And then beginning to allow the breath to be at the forefront of your awareness. Each breath in. And each breath out. And then noticing this breath. And this breath. And this breath. And if you discover at any time during this meditation that your mind has wandered off, maybe you can greet that wandering mind. That's no big deal. Minds wander. They do it all the time. Mine, yours, all of ours. You can bring your attention back to the power of this breath. Inviting yourself to be here. With presence. Now beginning to deepen our awareness by opening to this question. What are you noticing right now? Is there something you are grateful for in this moment? Maybe it is the breath. Maybe it is the opportunity right now to do nothing, the opportunity to rest, to be at peace, to be here in the midst of your life, this water. Or maybe you're grateful for something else. Please see for yourself. If it is genuine for you, you can offer now an inner note of gratitude to what you are grateful for. You can use these phrases that I'm going to share with you, or if something's more genuine for you, you can inwardly, silently make up your own. I offer my gratitude for this moment of conscious connection with my life. I offer my gratitude for this moment of conscious connection with my life. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health and well-being that I am experiencing now. I offer my gratitude for the measure of health and well-being that I am experiencing now. I offer my gratitude for this breath. I offer my gratitude for this breath. Turning now and opening now to our awareness of our relationships. 
See for yourself right now. Is there someone, some ones, some beings that you are grateful for in this moment? See for yourself. If you are aware of a person or person or other beings that you are grateful for, and if it's genuine for you, offering these phrases of gratitude to this person, these people, these beings that you might be picturing in your mind's eye right now. I offer my gratitude for the loving relationships that I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the loving relationships that I have been given. I offer my gratitude for the community that I am a part of. I offer my gratitude for the community that I am a part of. I offer my gratitude for the people who came before me whose work and care helped me be here. I offer my gratitude for the people who came before me, whose work and care helped me be here. Opening the heart of our gratitude now to the wider connections of our life. Are you aware in this moment of gratitude for that wider web the connections that sustain you, me, all of us. Please see for yourself. If you are aware of gratitude for the whole of life, if it is genuine for you, please offer these phrases of thankfulness. I offer my gratitude for the earth and its creatures of the land, water, and sky, whose existence makes my own life possible. I offer my gratitude for the earth and its creatures of the land, water, and sky that makes my own life possible. I offer my gratitude for the wisdom that's been passed down to me that helps me become fully alive. I offer my gratitude for the wisdom that's been passed down to me that helps me become fully alive. And once more, I offer gratitude for this breath, timeless and present, a part of everyone and everything. Once more, I offer my gratitude for this breath, timeless and present a part of everyone and everything. Noticing what's here for you right now and concluding this brief time of gratitude meditation, see if you can continue to maintain this intention to be grateful for grateful awareness, for being in touch with your life and with life itself. As you're ready, Please open your eyes if your eyes have been closed. Let me move the hands, move the feet. Notice how the body is. It is amazing if we stop for a moment and notice 
how many things conspire to give us life. Life in the biological sense, the emotional sense, the spiritual sense. How many things conspire all the time? By the way, that word, conspire, you know what that means? But you've got to do it with me to make it conspire. <sighs> Breathing together. Inspiration, respiration, conspiration. Conspire, breathing together. We can actually say that there is no inspiration. There is no being inspirited without first the conspiration, the conspiring together. Above all else, what I believe about spiritual community is that it is a place where we learn to breathe together. Because if we breathe together, then obviously, duh, we're alive. We are conspired. We are inspirited because of our conspiration together. We are conspirited. It is together. Naturally, I find that when we remember to conspire. There is no inspiration without the conspiring. That gratitude very naturally arises for our lives. This is what I'm feeling today. This is what I wanted to share with you. This is the last time that I will be in this pulpit as your lead minister. Now, three weeks from today, I'll be back here preaching about finding Dory. A lot on Sunday is not going to change. I'm glad for the next form of my ministry, curious about the next form of my ministry here. And also, today is a shift for me. It is a change. And so I want to thank today those groups who, especially over the last year, have conspired me (laughs) and conspired with, for, and of Wellsprings and made this all possible. So please, I'm going to read a list of groups here. Just follow along if you can. Today, my heart thanks the Board of Trustees of Wellsprings Congregation. About 13 months ago, I introduced a whole big uncertain thing into the life of this congregation. Uncertainty is stressful. The real measure of leaders is not how well they execute devise, revise a plan, the measure of leaders is how well they respond to what is emergent and what could not be anticipated. So thank you, my board of trustees. Thank you. Today I must thank the response team in the midst of all of that uncertainty. Everything at Wellsprings could have fallen apart here, not because I'm that important, but because sometimes collective anxiety does that to groups. The response team gave form and love and embodiment and a place for that anxiety to grow into something better. They helped us between then and now swim to the other side. Provide a path. And so, response team, I must thank you. For my fellow staff members here at Wellsprings, 
when there was so much energy this coming year focused, of course, on what's next and what's coming, there was a whole bunch of now <laughs> to also do. And so my staff, these staff, that I will continue to be a part of just in a different form. I must thank you. To the transition team, still very much doing its work right now. Making our future come to life, making our water run both more clear and through stronger channels. Transition team that is making what has been next for quite a while the reality of our now. I must thank you. To borrow from my favorite movie that I've ever preached on in Spirit Flicks all the way back in 2007. My God, I was young. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> the new needs friends. And transition team, you have been friends to the new. And so I must thank you. And to the leadership and spiritual development team. Both those who have served on it right now as it's coming to its close and those who have served in the past. For years had to be responsible, was incredibly responsive to caring for new leaders, cultivating new leaders, identifying new leaders, caring for the leaders that we had, identifying leaders for the board, supporting their minister and then their ministers, responding to agencies that arose that we didn't know were going to happen and in the midst of all that wanting to be desiring to be aspiring to be responsible for the health and well-being of all of us here the spiritual culture your work the leadership and spiritual development team so vital that it could no longer be one team anymore and now is splitting into the leadership development pillar and the spiritual development pillar that will keep us strong in our ending leadership and spiritual development i want to thank you. I must thank you. And yeah, everyone at Wellsprings. <laughs> you know, 13 months ago, whether you're part of it or not, there was no preordained sense that we were all going to be here today. We have found our way through. We're still swimming the other side. There will always be another side. There's no one final side. Thank you, Wellsprings Congregation, for this ministry, this lead ministry that has been a blessing for me since I only knew like two or three, four or five of you. And for this next ministry that's about to come, July 1st, Reverend Lee and me, executive minister, her founding minister, me. Thank you. Thank you for this ministry. You conspire me. And because you conspire me, you inspire me. It's important to remember to give thanks, not just as a season of change, although it is, and I am. It is also really important to remember to give thanks at the difficult seasons. Seasons of heartbreak and loss. To remember that in spiritual community, we breathe ourselves into being. And in this, we find the resistance to the tyranny of despair that can so often overtake our lives when we are faced by the immense and sometimes absolutely baffling pain and suffering of this world.
We are participating in our own ways of the conspiracies. Think about that word differently now. The conspiracies of love and hope and grace and healing that keep our world alive and keep it all from falling apart. I mean, it was last week around this time when many of our phones were off and many of us heard something that happened in Orlando earlier in the day. And we heard something like what we've heard before. And many of us, as a colleague said to me this week, 20 dead. Well, that just happens all the time in America. As if it's not as if it should have been dismissed, but we hear it all the time. And then by the time many of us had turned our phones on after this 10 o'clock service, we recognized it was even more awful than we had thought. Forty nine innocent people murdered. About as many injured. I've shared on social media this past week, as many of you have as well, too. My own anger, grief, bafflement, shock, and pain. Today, I would also like to share the voices of gratitude who remind me to conspire for a better world, a healing world. Some of you may have seen this this past week. It is a remembrance from a woman named Catherine McCarthy. Remembering her friend, Drew Linonen. When that was written, Drew was no longer alive. This is Drew. Next slide. That's Drew on his mom's right. That's Juan, his fiance. You might have remembered last week a woman on the news crying, telling the story of looking for her son and her son's fiance, and then the awful moment when she recognized both had been killed at Pulse nightclub. Drew and Juan were planning to be married, and so their families recognizing that their yearning was to be together, were buried together. Catherine, who knew Drew from the time that he was a child, when they were high school students, wrote that remembrance and by that part that you by the way the part that you saw of it was like one tenth of the entire remembrance it was incredible this picture that she drew of drew of her first day in school when she was lonely she was the new kid she was the one who was sitting eating lunch alone and drew said to her directly you will sit with me Drew, who one time drove six hours away for what was that old interactive video game, Dance Dance Revolution, and they were all over the place back then. But Drew said to Catherine, I'm going to drive six hours there. And she said, why? There's one in our town. He said, I want to go to every Dance Dance Revolution in the entire state of Florida. (laughs) Drew, who in the midst of this very conservative Florida high school, had the guts to develop the first gay-straight alliance and to put up with hatred from fellow students and teachers, including one who called them a vile homophobic name and tore down their poster and then later came out. (laughs) We've heard that one before. And Drew said to Catherine, I told you so. (laughs) Catherine, who remembers Drew in this way, 
Life was for him a Willy Wonka fruit medley wallpaper waiting to be licked. (laughs) He was creative, an artist. And although he expressed that all throughout his life, he became a therapist, a psychotherapist, a healer. Who, although Catherine remembers, was exposed to the trauma of his clients, of the people that he worked with all the time, both protected their confidentiality and also protected the well-being of his own spirit, never losing his own inner light. Catherine, speaking for her own experience, said, and I love these words, painful as they are, that she was gutted. And so she asks all of us, stop prejudice where you see it, homophobia, transphobia, Islamophobia, racism, hatred, fear, the jokes, the offhand remarks, call them out. Question those who think they can use this tragedy to justify hate. Drew's voice has been silenced. Speak for him. In my own words today, I would say this. Conspire him. He has no body anymore. Not here. But the breath that he breathed, the joy that he had, the life that he lived, even if we did not know him, and now pass on through Catherine and others who loved him and Juan, that conspiring is still absolutely here. This is why it is essential to remember to breathe together, to conspire. Because for our own lives, no matter how painful we may find them, no matter broken hearts may be, it is impossible to conspire and to hate. It is impossible to conspire and to go unconscious. It is impossible to conspire and to love. And this is why these great words from John Kabat-Zinn that I always loved, but really loved this past week after reading what Catherine wrote. John Kabat-Zinn, when we are aware that we are breathing, we remember that there is so much more right with us than there is wrong with us. That is a conspiracy of love. That is a conspiracy of belonging. That is a conspiracy of connection. Because here's the great thing. It doesn't require any thought at all. We just need to stop. Remember to conspire. In the most radical way, we breathe our world and our world breathes us. The universe conspired to bring you and me and everyone into existence. (laughs) The universe conspired to bring you and me and everyone into existence. And no, I don't think that's some central planning board. (laughs) It is more magical and more mysterious than that. It is pointing to exactly what David Foster Wallace said. That we can, and by the way, this wasn't in the short movie. It is in the longer speech, and it is essential. That when we conspire, we are released from being lords of our own tiny skull-sized kingdom alone at the center of all creation. This is really a creation if we look at it, this universe where nothing is the center and everything is the center. Because everyone is the breath and everything is the breath 
and you are the breath, and I am the breath, and the Spirit is in us, and is us, and is of us. This is water. What the hell is water? This is water. Thank you for conspiring me. Thank you for conspiring with each other. Thank you for conspiring with life. Amen. May you live in blessing. Would you pray with me? We don't need to think about it. We just need to become aware of it. This conspiritedness that is our lives already, where so many of us chasing for something, someone, some other. And yes, life is difficult. Life has always been difficult. Understanding this is the first step on the path of awakening. And still, there is that awareness even deeper than the difficulty that inspiration is us already. May we bring awareness to what we are already doing and in bringing awareness to it, may we transform our lives into the shape of that love, that grace, that belonging, that blessedness that says originally from the very start, even before we were here, we are an expression of this universe as integral as anyone, anything else. Today, my friends, may we conspire. Amen.